Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. tell you predators lead the stars two nothing late in the second period flyers and wild one one with about 440 left in the second period the scoreboard update courtesy cougar paint and collision our family helping your family for 40 years oilers canadians tomorrow on 6 30 chet 3 30 in the afternoon for the face-off show Five o'clock for the drop of the puck. Saturday night hockey from Montreal, still special, and a chance for the Oilers to make franchise history if they can win their 10th in a row. Pretty remarkable. Great game last night against Detroit with Darnell Nurse getting that winner in overtime. Always fun to chat with my next guest. He is the host of uh, the Nielsen Show on Edmonton Sports Talk. Also does play-by-play on TSN television for the Canadian Football League and sometimes other events such as the Spengler Cup. We welcome back to the show Dustin Nielsen. Dustin, it's Reed. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Happy Friday night. Happy Friday night. Thanks for spending some of it with me. What a thrill for you, eh? <laughs> well, I was just watching uh, Mary Poppins Returns with my kids, so I'm okay to slide away for a few minutes to chat with you. Buddy. Oh, see, as as a uh, as a single middle-aged man, I would like all the uh, married men who are broadcasters or potential guests. They could always slide me a text and say, "Hey, Reed, uh, you got time for me tonight at 7:45? I need to get out of Frozen <laughs> Two for 10 minutes. I, I will. I will oh, help, oh, man. <laughs> Frozen Two. We must have watched during the pandemic. We probably watched Frozen Two and Toy Story Four. A hundred times each. That was funny you brought up Toy Story 2. I've never seen Frozen or Frozen 2, though people tell me as an adult I would like Frozen. I don't know if I would or not. It's not bad. It's not bad, buddy. I think you could get through it. I'm not going to tell you to watch it, but I think you could get through it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on tonight. No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, all, all joking around, and we will we will get back to uh, some more storytelling and, and lighter side of stuff uh, later on tonight. But uh, just a sad, shocking day yesterday. Uh, John Short passed away at the age of 86, and then uh, we lose Robin Brownlee as well at the age of 65. And uh, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, to speak about those gentlemen as you knew them both. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a horrible day yesterday. I mean, just when you hear the news about John, and then obviously a, a shocking, you know, a shocking, shocking news for all of us when you when you hear what happened with with Robert Brownlee passing away as well. And I I had interesting relationships with both of them, kind of you know, not unlike many people in this market, but like for for me, I didn't grow up here, right? Like, so I didn't I didn't grow up listening to John Short at night, right? Like, I hear all the stories today on our show, people are texting in, and I totally get I totally get it. But for me, John Short was a guy that really helped launch my career. I was I was working in High Prairie my first summer after uh, graduating broadcast school, and a uh, job opened up at uh, AnySportAnyTime.com, which was his uh, his website that he was running, and they were doing ACAC and HHL play-by-play way before his time because we were streaming, and it was like 2000, 2004, 2003 at the time. So nobody was really – streaming live sports online back then but he was and uh, an opportunity opened up so uh, you know I applied and I got on a phone call with with uh, with Mr. Short and sure enough you know I ended up getting the job so I moved here to Edmonton and I just did online play-by-play for a year uh, which kind of really sort of got me into the market for the first time and got me working play-by-play the first time full-time and uh, you know I was always I was always grateful uh, for him for that opportunity and uh, he was the first color analyst that I ever had he gave me probably the best piece of advice 
that I still think about to this day when I was uh, I was calling a I was calling a um, Shane Albert Saints game with him at the time in their old arena out there, and it was the first game I did. And he's on color, and uh, you know I finished the first period. He goes, you know, you're going to be pretty good at this. And I said, well, thanks, that means a lot. And he goes, stop saying the word "seen" while you're calling the game. I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> and, and then and then he also goes because I, I told him right before we started. I said, man, I am really nervous, and obviously I was super nervous. I'm that my boss is doing color, and you know I'd heard about him at that time. And uh, the one thing he said to me before that game, he goes, you should always be a little bit nervous before you go on the air. He goes, because it means that you care. He goes, if you're ever not nervous before you go on the air, maybe you don't care about it enough. So I've, I've always kind of thought about that. Every time before I go on, on, uh, on air with TSN to call a CFL game, I always am a little bit nervous, and I just remember him saying, you know, that's okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I might have taken a different path to get where I am, but um, the path that I took really was launched by John Short bringing me into town. So, I mean, he's just a legend, and, and that, that was sad. And obviously he'd lived a long life, and then you hear about Robin Brownlee suddenly passing away with, you know, younger kids still and stuff. That was, that was a tough pill to swallow um, as well. And Brownlee, it's funny with Brownlee, like I never really had a chance to work with Robin but we would DM all the time about family stuff. Like, and, and, you know, we would DM about some sports stuff too. But, uh, yeah, we would DM about family stuff all the time. He kind of lived in my neighborhood, so I'd bump into him. I'd save on friends all the time, and we chatted there as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, t- that's a tough day. I mean, for, for people who have grown up in this market, I mean, those are two guys who have been around forever. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of people text, text in and basically say, you know, I thought about or I tried to get into radio just because of John Short. And obviously Brownlee came across a little bit of a tough ass sometimes. But to me, it was just kind of a soft family guy. So, yeah, tough day. Tough day yesterday for not just Edmonton sports, man, but just Edmonton as a city. Well, and, and the one thing, uh, and, I, and I talked about both these guys uh, yesterday, and I, I didn't obviously overlap with either of them career-wise necessarily yeah. in Edmonton, but John did some color with me at the Allen Cup, was on this show a few times as a guest. And then, uh, like, because what did Robin work for? Was it the Hope Mission? Or the Mustard yeah, Seed? Yeah. It was one of those. Yeah, but mustard, mustard Seed. Mustard, mustard Seed, seed. Yeah. yeah. So, seed. so yeah. he'd come on to promote, like, Mustard Seed stuff. And yeah. then, and, you know, he, and he was, like, that's kind of what I remember, that he, uh, you know, went and worked for a, an organization like that, and he just threw himself into it. Like, I really respected that. You know, they really made it matter and, and used his, uh, you know, status as being known in the sports community to say, hey, like, we, this is important. Like, we got to help people here. You know, and then you'd yeah, get well, him in, and he'd, then he'd tell the odd story or two, too. But I just appreciated how he approached that. Yeah, I uh, I did my show a few times back at the old station. We do our show from Hockey Helps the Homeless, and he was uh, he was a big part of that as well. And he'd come sit there with us uh, in the morning and just sort of help us get guests and stuff. And you know, very passionate about that too. So he was. I mean, he was a he was a great comedian guy. And it's funny you mentioned John and the uh, the Allen Cup. I, I did two Viking Cups down in Camrose, and those are both because of John Short too. He gave me the opportunity to call those two thousand four and 2006 Viking Cups, and he would be down there uh, in the in the booth with us sometimes, too. So that was always uh, – those are a couple of good memories, too. That was a great tournament when they had it. Yeah, thanks for sharing those. Dustin Nielsen joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, you were at a great tournament. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many Spangler Cups is this now for you? Because you got, you got uh, in pandemic interrupted there. Yeah, pandemic interrupted, so it was canceled twice. So this is my, this is my fourth, I guess. So I, I did – 2018, 2019, no tourney in 2021, and then I've been back 22 and and 23. And uh, you're right, buddy. It's quite a tourney. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to ask you, let me ask you this question this way, and then I'll let you take it over. 
because sometimes I think I have a clever question, though I usually don't. <laughs> is it is it is it a hockey tournament with a lot of partying, or is it a is it a big party with a hockey tournament on the side? <laughs> oh, buddy, I uh, man, it's it's almost a big party with a hockey tournament on the side. Yeah, it's 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 close to that. There is a great party there. But they are still very passionate about their hockey. Like it's, but it's close. It's close. Like it's like Grey Cup for seven days. You know how Grey Cup people love the game, but they also love being there, right? So it's uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. Like the four that I've done, you know, I've had pretty good. I've had two of them. Two of them go to shootout. Uh, Canada won one that I did, and then this year the host HC Davos won. But like it's just it's hockey heaven. And for me, like it's. <clears throat> I wish I wish the Spangler was from like the 28th to like January 4th, so I didn't have to miss Christmas with my kids. So it's it sucks it sucks to be gone. But once I get over there, like once I start traveling, I'm like okay, I start to get sort of like I'm sad when I leave here. But by the time I get to Davos, it's like it's like a 21 hour trip. Once I get over there and you get you get up into the mountains in Switzerland, you take the train up there, and it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful country. And then, you know, I've described it and anybody who's come over there that I've chatted with, and I bump into Canadians, I bumped into a bunch of guys from Edmonton this year, which was kind of cool, but uh, it's hockey heaven. Like it's just hockey heaven for six days. It's two games each of the days. There's this huge outdoor rink right next to the cathedral of hockey, as I've described it a couple of times. And, and the people, you know, the, the, the teams that are there, especially the two from Switzerland and the Canadian, fam, Canadian families obviously coming as well. Um, very passionate fan bases, and it just adds to just an incredible atmosphere. And I'd like to, I'd like to go watch some European hockey, like just league play in other, in other places because it's just so unlike, you know, going to an NHL game. It's just insane. Uh, you know, they're, they're standing room only, the one in the whole time. They're chanting continuously throughout the game. It's, it's a dream gig. I just, I just wish it was like a week later. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to make sacrifices, right, for for the yeah. jobs we do, especially you with all the the travel involved. I mean, Davos is not like it's not a city per se, is it? Like, isn't it relatively small? Yeah, it's 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 pretty small. I mean, I wouldn't describe it as a village. The one team that comes there every year, Ambry Piota, they're kind of a village. They're like a town of like five thousand people. Oh, but like Davos is, it's your typical mountain Swiss town, right? Like, there's. There's no like McDonald's there. There's it's just like a small, it's a small little place. You know the when when HC Davos is playing, a very good portion of the entire population is at the hockey game, right? So I mean I don't get a vehicle when I get up there, so I haven't like driven all around it. But it's 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 not very big. I you know I, I should have looked up the population before I hopped on here with you, but it's 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 not very big. And you know they care about it. There's two there's basically two things that happen in Davos. Skiing and hockey, and that's and that's it. It's a it's a tourist town. People come to ski, and people come to the Spangler Cup. Uh, I just looked it up. It's got, Wikipedia has it as just under well, as of four years ago, eleven thousand people. So maybe it's twelve or thirteen by now. So yeah, yeah no, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Like I'm from Cranbrook, a town of seventeen thousand. And, uh, you know, I actually bumped into two guys from Cranbrook at the Spangler Cup oh, this year, which, which was wild. They were with a group of guys from Edmonton. It was crazy. But, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a small town, and the Spangler Cup, you know what's funny? So they have the Spangler Cup, and then, like, usually a, right after the week after. This year it was delayed. It was pushed back a little bit. But they have, like, the World Economic Forum, and, like, all of the, like, business movers and shakers in the world come to Davos, and 
people it, it's fascinating like the main the main sort of strip in davos which is just up from the rink and i would walk that every day all of those storefronts during the world economic forum like get rented out for 10 days and they rent these storefronts and like microsoft will have a shop set up they'll take over for somebody and the you know, apple will have it there and like all these big companies and uh they'll pay them millions of dollars to rent it for 10 days so these storefronts these storefronts make all the money, like all these stores make all the money for the year for in a week, just renting it to these big companies that come in for the World Economic Forum. It's insane. That's amazing. Jeez. Yeah, oh, I didn't know crazy. that. That's a good one. Yeah, like I don't even think I'd be allowed, like during that time, it's like like pres- presidents and prime ministers and like everybody from the world is, is there. It's insane. Dustin, uh, I also got to ask you about, uh, I mean, Canada was eliminated uh, three goals in the last four minutes to lose four three. Uh, what was it like having your voice on that one, man? Yeah, it was. It, it sucked. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> because like, they they'd already twice in the tournament they'd already allowed three goals in the third period. So you're sitting there going, man, is this going to happen again? And they kind of been cruising along. I mean, they hadn't really allowed anything through the first 16 minutes of the period, and they're up 3-1. And then Vaclav Verada, you'll remember Vaclav yep. Verada, he, he coaches part of Biche, and he was there like three years ago with Trinets, another team from the Czech League, and they lost to Canada in the final. So he was back with this team, and he pulled his goalie with, with about five minutes left. And I'm thinking, man, you're down 3-1, there's five minutes left, this is kind of crazy. Canada can seal it away here. And, uh, John Quinville had a chance to do it a little bit later on. Edmonton kid, that was that's tough. He missed the empty net, but uh, so they score with the net empty on a six on four with like five minutes left, and then with four minutes left, and then they scored again, like well, just with less than two minutes left. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we'll go to overtime. Canada will win. I'll get to call like a Canadian overtime winner. That would be amazing. And then they score again just seconds later to go up four three, and I. I, I just, I, my legs kind of gave out on me in the booth. I was just like, no, like I can't believe this is happening. So that was a, that was a major buzzkill. They were much better than they were two years ago. Like two years ago, they only scored four goals in three games. And, all, and three of the goals are by Brett Connolly. Like they couldn't get anything going. So they, I mean, they just, I don't know why. I know Bruce Boudreaux and they just couldn't, they couldn't hold a lead, man. It was wild. Yeah, that was uh, that was a shocking ending for sure. Okay, thanks for uh, your, first of all your perspective on Robin Brownlee and John Short. I, I love hearing the stories about uh, watching the Spangler Cup and going to Davos. I really appreciate that. I, I got to let you get back to Mary Poppins Returns, though. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, man. You really came through for me tonight. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> and all the best, uh, of course, with them that sports talk. I know you guys are working hard over there. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, man. It's going pretty good, so I appreciate the support. Right on. That is Dustin Nielsen checking in tonight uh, from Edmonton Sports Talk and from TSN play-by-play, uh, mostly CFL, but he was telling you there about the Spengler Cup experience. And, well, it was a pretty cool one, I guess, except he had to see Canada blow it late in the third period. But love talking to Dustin and having him on the show. Always happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. Oilers and Canadians tomorrow. On 6.30, Chad, 3.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 5. Back in a couple minutes for more Inside Sports. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. We get some Queens of the Stone Age. That's always fun. As warm as you can be on this uh, horrifically cold weekend. Uh, pretty bad tomorrow. It'll actually uh, warm up on Sunday. It still won't be warm. It'll be warmer than today and tomorrow. What do we right. have here for the latest? Uh, Sunday is going to be minus 28 as a high. Monday, minus 20. Tuesday, minus 14. So just got to get through it here. But yeah, today, really bad. You can get frostbite in minutes. Tomorrow, I mean, it says minus 33, but the wind chill will be minus 40 or colder most of the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be safe. Don't be outside if you have to. If you got to go out there, bundle, 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 multiple bundles. The uh, U of A Golden Bears at Calgary tonight. Big Canada West hockey showdown, early second period. Uh, no score. No score between the Bears and Dinos. Then they're here at Claire Drake tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, that'll be a fun one for sure. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? Yeah, we'll start with uh, Big Dave texting in with a Edmonton Elks text. So sure. something out of left field for you here tonight. But uh, uh, he says that he is very excited to see Kyron Moore uh, re-up with the Elks for another season and uh, is looking forward to seeing him play uh, when the weather gets better. So Kyron Moore, good yak. Yards after catch. Yak specialist. And, uh, yeah, got, uh, well, it's going to be MBT getting the ball most of the time. Yeah, he made some exciting, I mean, he had that long touchdown. Was it Ford's first game against Winnipeg? I think Ford so, just yeah. threw it straight out yep. to the side and Moore cut into the, cut a little bit inside and got around the DB and away he went. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's an exciting player for sure. And I think, I mean, they cut Stephen Dunbar more, probably a little more versatile if you got someone who can get him the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. Coach Vic texting in says the Spangler Cup is amazing. They showed a lady knitting in the crowd. This is the text that came in on that. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that. That was during a Canada game. Uh, I forget which one, but yeah, there was a lady knitting nervously in the crowd uh, with a Canada sweater on. Maybe so. that helped her calm her nerves if she was knitting. Mm. Yes. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we should explore that one night. Just the odd habit. Well, I think we kind of did. We're just like the kind of odd habits that uh, people do when they're watching. Oh, we did that. Uh, was it during this past year's playoffs or the previous year? Yeah, s- superstition. Yeah. Well, because the, yeah, the jumping off point for that was one of my buddies who is a huge Oilers fan but won't watch games because he's so nervous. And I was like, how are you consuming the team and enjoying your fandom if you can't? That's like me saying, yes, I I love Spider-Man comics, but I won't read them because I get too nervous. <laughs> I'm not actually enjoying the character. I can see that maybe with the movies, but not so much the, the comic Or books. whatever. That's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> there we go. I uh, got a wordy one here from uh, Louis the Third, who's texting in. Okay. Uh, it says, hey, guys, huge fan of the show. Says he'll keep it shot, uh, short, but it's a, it's a lengthy one, so I'll do this as quick as That's I can. Okay. Oilers are a good time, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Oilers are a good, t- uh, uh, good team, no doubt, but are they a deep team within the organization? I would say no. They're in trouble when it comes to organization depth 
that's been documented makes me think us fans here in oil country know the team inside and out so we are never satisfied because we know what troubles the oilers have we can go to the finals and say yeah but uh, what happens if a player gets injured? Uh, an NHL fan from outside of oil country would also think the Oilers are a great team and a cup contender, no doubt. But when things go sideways, uh, for example, injury, etc., they will start calling Edmonton chokers and saying these guys are wasting McDavid and Drysaddle's career because they have no idea about the Oilers' organizational depth. So it's either cup or chokers in the eyes of outside NHL fans. Uh, yeah, I guess there's some of that and all the, well, how much longer will McDavid put up with this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Oilers have a very good team. Um, organizational depth. Uh, I, I, I wish they had a little bit more, to be honest. Um, you'll probably see some trades or acquisitions between now and the deadline. We appreciate that from Louis III. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's good for now. That's I guess all the, show's, the yep. show's done. So. <laughs> I guess, guess we got to stop. Go. Gotta stop reading your messages. No, thanks for that, everybody. At 780-496-0063. All right, so yes, I will join you at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon for the face-off show. Oilers at Canadians. Can the Oilers make it 10 wins in a row for the first time in franchise history? The game will start at 5. It's uh, Jack on the call tomorrow with Bob doing the color. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Stay warm. Have a great weekend.